Hello listener, it's the host of Campbell's Football's Grant Campbell here, with a message to every one of you listening to this podcast. Please keep safe during this very stressful time with the outbreak of coronavirus affecting not just football, but our everyday lives. Make sure your friends and family are safe during this very stressful time for many of us, not just physically, but mentally too. But Campbell's Footballs will still be producing podcasts. However, there will be very few predictions because obviously there's not much football going on at the moment. I have a few in-conversation specials though, which I'm sure you would love to listen to. But at the end of the day, please make sure that you look after yourselves. Take the time to listen to the show in your own home, with friends and family. And remember that we are all in this together. So take care, be safe, and I'll see you soon. Well folks, welcome back to the Campbell's Football's podcast. Uh, I'm back in the Highland League um, for this uh, episode at least and I am joined by the manager of Keith Football Club, Dean Donaldson. Dean, a warm welcome to the show. Thanks Grant, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's really good to have you on the show mate. Uh, first of all, how are you coping through the coronavirus shutdown? Because obviously no football at the moment, but you know everybody's trying to adapt to a different way of living at the moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know I'm enjoying the break. I'm enjoying the time with the family, the, the, the two boys. I don't get to see too much of them, so I know I'm, I'm really enjoying some time with them. I'm usually away, Keith training most nights. Yeah. And Banks are the away, so... I'm, I'm absolutely going to find home with that. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that I think at a time like this, uh, family and uh, most importantly, people's health is uh, of prime importance. Um, you know, obviously, you'll be you'll be kind of getting prepared for football. Obviously, the, the Highland League season has come to a conclusion. Um, what was your thoughts on how it was decided? Were you disappointed? Did you want to see the season finishing out, or was that no feasible? No, I was. I wasn't too disappointed. <laughs> Where we were in the league, we weren't playing for for anything. Um, we weren't up to top. We weren't, we weren't really playing for anything at that point. So we had about three or four games to go. So when the call, it wasn't really a biggie for us. Yeah. Um, we got a, we got a longer break, which is which was great, and and we're getting time to kind of prepare. We're not getting the games to prepare. For. We're still getting to prepare for for next season. Yeah, when it does eventually start. Yeah, absolutely. How do you keep in contact with your players during the shutdown? I mean, how how difficult or how easy is that to do? No, it's easy enough. We've got we've got a group WhatsApp. Um, I kind of just I just kind of them, a, them a, a message now and again. Where they are, and most of them, most of them are, most of, most of the guys are, are quite good like that anyway. So. Um, I know they'll be keeping their fitness up and that, so there's not really much to really contact them for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've not been using uh, Joe Wicks or anything like that during this period? <laughs> what, sorry? Joe Wicks, you know, everybody's been using him as his oh. inspiration on the on the YouTube. He seems to be very popular during the shutdown. I know, I, I do, I've heard of that, but no, the, the first team, the first team guys, they're all, they're all okay, they'll, they'll go out and do their own bit. Yeah. My, my younger boss have got an a 2018 uh, coach as well, but I've been doing things with them. I've been giving them some training uh, programs to do and keeping them busy because they can kind of, 
and yeah. I need something to focus on. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is very important for uh, for everybody to try and keep physically and mentally strong at a time like this. Uh, Dean, I'm really interested yeah. to hear about your career uh, in football and obviously learning a lot about your time in management at Keith. So my first question to you is, what made you want to go into football in the first place? Uh, football, football for me, um, come at a, a really young age, like, like most, most footballers, picked up at school um, and then from school you, you get playing your games and then after that you go to your boys club which my boys club was uh, Aberdeen Lads Club yeah I think I was 10 years old when I got going with them and we I got the buzz straight away yeah the team that I had was really successful uh, through the early years and then I played yeah, no, absolutely. Um, where, who were your inspirations, um, both in terms of playing at that level, but also in the wider football context? Uh, my inspirations, to be honest, nobody in my family plays football. Um, and I never really watched until I got older as well. So it's not really any inspiration. I did get walked in football. It was probably the Manchester United team yeah. back in the 90s. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I think it's fair. I think it's interesting to see how different people from different walks of life maybe are inspired by people maybe of the like Italian football from the nineteen nineties or that Manchester United team from the nineties or you know teams from the or the Aberdeen team from the eighties. And I just wanted to know what your your preference was. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of people starting out were kind of jumpers for goalposts sort of people. Were you one of them? Yeah, I was one of them. And then it would go on for hours. My mum would send my brother around to see where I was most of the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you think a lot of people nowadays, obviously with social media and technology on the go, are missing out on the opportunities that maybe you had at your age? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, there's an iPhones and iPads. It's got a lot to answer to with the kids. Uh, they've, they've, they've got so much time in that nowadays that they're, they're missing out to go and play and, and getting the ball and, and getting, as you're saying, the, the jumpers down for goalposts, missing out and all that. Yeah, definitely. Talk to me about your playing career. How did that start out? What was your how how was your journey uh, beginning in the in the football world? Well, I played. I played as I'm saying. I played for a large club. Um, was when I was younger, right through, and then until I was about sixteen. It wasn't until I was about sixteen I started getting noticed mm-hmm. um, by the clubs, Cove uh, Rangers. Took them up for a game reserves and Keith took them up for a couple of games in reserves. But I finished my season last in the 16s and um, I went and played three games 
for the lads called juniors, yeah. which I could do because I was eligible. Yeah. So I sat on the bench, put my games with them, you know, did all right. And then it was a cup final they had uh, against Glentana yeah. in the junior game. Um, and the manager at the time for lads club just said, come along on the bench and, and see how we go. But probably usually fine. And it was 1-1 one, one at full time And then after the extra time They were going down And then in the second half extra time The manager says Look, can you go on See if you can do something So I went on with the equaliser scored the winner And um, it was it was better just Because Nidri and Graham Lone Was playing for Glentana at the time And they were saying That shouldn't have been playing <laughs> right. And I never had to end it They were, they were my they were my. It's, it's later on And uh, and the yeah. uh, never, never let me live it down. <laughs> so I shouldn't be playing that game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's funny some of the stories that, that that work out for people in terms of how their careers sort of begin. Obviously, you said you played at the junior level. I mean, what's your take on the current setup of junior football um, at the moment in the northeast? Because you know, I, I follow Ellen United. I still have a, a massive interest in their in their season and how they keep going. And you know, I think very much it looks like from the outside looking in, Banks of D are very much the team to aspire to at the top and really everybody else is sort of jockeying for position behind them Yeah, I, I, I think you're right I think uh, Banks would is definitely a team and if they came into the Highland League I think they would be up there in the top six, it's a very good side would you, would you like to see them in the Highland League? I think they will be, I think they spoke to Brian Winton because I do their younger quite quite a lot Yeah, uh, I, I see Brian quite a lot and he, and he often says that he's not going to but I've heard, I've heard, I've heard recently that he's saying that he's thinking about it. It's just got to be on, pretty much on banks of these terms yeah. um, instead of instead of them getting rushed in. But I think I think they need to come up. I think it's time. I think it's time to fit their time in the, in the juniors. I think it's time for them to come up in the high league and, and really test themselves. No disrespect to the other teams in the junior level, but they are they are they are a cut above. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what was your best moments playing at junior level? Because you know, at that level, a lot of young guys are starting out. They they, they kind of maybe have that little bit of arrogance about them sometimes. That little bit of con- overconfidence at times. Were you one of these people, or were you very more measured and obviously wanting to keep developing and evolving as a player? No, see, I, I, as I'm saying, I only played the three substitute appearances, uh, and that was the last the last game that I played just to present in the cup. After that, uh, it was kind of thing that I had to make whether I signed or whether I go and play uh, Hyde League, which there was a few clubs after me. It was, it was all between Cove and Keith Lee, and I think I think Keith uh, after that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, talk to me about the grassroots stuff you do at Banks of D twos and eights, um, because you know a lot of people starting out. Obviously, you know they they played the game and then they think, right, what do we want to do post uh, playing career? Obviously, do a little bit of managing at Keith as well. I mean, I mean, what what's it like doing a bit of coaching and putting something back into the community? More importantly, yeah. Well, to be honest, it wasn't something that I was looking to do. Uh, I got asked so many times what I went and Barry Moyer he was coaching Barry Moyer was coaching at Albion with Mulder Mulder uh, because I had a younger boy the younger son that was looking for a for his team it wasn't something that I really wanted to do I was still playing myself at the time it was four or five years ago Yeah, still playing and, and I was still really focused on my own career but in the end it kind of got and, and, and took over the team which was really tough start with I mean, a lot. it was really tough mm-hmm. um, the team was getting beat quite often which wasn't the the problem the problem was that most of the players 
didn't really know each other. It was, it was, it was, it was just, just a, a shambles to start with. But I've, I've now the team for four or five years, mm-hmm. and um, they're doing really well. And I'm so, I so satisfied. How they're getting on, and and some of the players are just a player coach now. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at the current crop of players that are coming in and, and, and wanting to evolve as, as youngsters in a setup like that, do you feel a little bit of extra pressure to make them be the best that they could be, or do you thrive on that and, yeah. and hope that they can be better in that regard? No, I feel I do feel the pressure. I feel that if I'm if I'm if I'm a training session through work or like I'm letting them down because I think at a young age, it's, it's the time to get them and really develop them mm-hmm. as players because they take everything in so, so well. But in this training set, you're really letting them down. So, yeah. you know, for me, we've got a group now of 14. We're just coming out the, the 9 aside and going into 11 aside. For yeah. me, I always played boys this exactly the same amount of game time. Mm-hmm. Um, just so they were always getting the same game time. And I always, always tried my best to get to training. And, yeah. uh, and you let them down because, as I'm saying, this is the years that they really need to be developed and, and showed how to play, to play properly. Yeah, absolutely. Do you also feel as well that you're, you, you mentioned right at the beginning that you very much have trouble and time to see your own family. Um, do, you, do you have to make quite a lot of sacrifices um, in your in your yeah. role at the moment? Or certainly back then? Yeah, well, I'm a marine surveyor. Um, from a, from a job as well, so oh, it depends what shift I'm on. My, my boss is really good. I've got I've got my, my boss. My boss put me on. I used to work like a, a week on week off shift, twelve hours a, a day for seven days. Then I was off for the week. My boss put me on like a day shift, so it kind of kind of worked in my football. That I'd get away for training. Training I'd be the Wednesday with Keith, and I'd be Tuesday Thursday with the, with the young lads, and then I'd be Saturday with Keith all day. Yeah. I'm usually away all day, and then I'd be Sunday with the, with the young lads. So my boss did really try and help me with that. But in the current climate that we're in at the moment, it's kind of difficult for him just to take I and, and he's really wanting me to go back in the shift. So. At the moment, I'm on furloughs. I just need, I'll need to speak to my boss when I get back. Yeah, see, see yeah, what's happening. yeah. yeah no. I've been mean, a lot of Oh, I've lost you on the other end. I hope you could, hope you could still hear me. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it, it's very difficult to to make sure that uh, in a situation like that, that uh, you know you are trying to do your best for everyone possible, and and, and obviously want people to succeed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, that's 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 my my aim for the boys. I just, I just, I just, I would just feel sad if I, if I, if I didn't try my best with them mm-hmm. at the moment because it's, it's them. They both look up to yeah. you, and if you, if you do happen to miss them and they're looking for you, and yeah, I just feel it like you're letting them down. Yeah, absolutely. And um, in terms of aspiring to be a successful coach, do you look at other people in the current footballing climate for ideas? You know, you know, high-profile managers in in the English league or the Scottish league or or even Highland League level. Yeah, I, I look. I look. I watch. I watch football all the time. I'm always trying to learn. I know I've still got so much to learn. Um, for me. For the young boys, try and play out the back. I'll try and I'll try and work uh, the ball out the back, and then if they make it, it doesn't matter because it, it doesn't matter if you get beat at young age. Whereas as Keith, you try and do that, and you work out the back, and and you try and play through midfield. You get caught, you lose goals, you lose goals, you lose games, and then you lose your job ultimately. So it's 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 different working with Keith than with the youngsters. Yes. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting to see the, the different dynamics that you mentioned there. And I, I just wonder, you know, obviously a lot of managers now, certainly in the in the Premier League, are, are all about playing out from the back. I mean, is that a standard that you've seen at high league level? I'm not just talking about Keith directly, I'm just thinking in a general sense. No, no, I don't think so. I think um, the top teams, I would only say, they play out the back, I'd say Fraser and MV Locos go long and mm-hmm. play off the second balls. Um, I tried to do it when I first went in, and I, I tried to do it with Keith. We, we, the very first season I went in, I tried to play with the back. Mm-hmm. And it needs respect, but as soon as you lose the ball in the field, you're losing goals. And it, it's really difficult, so you've got to kind of see, you've got to change it up, and you've got to, you've got to try and play the, the, the player strengths that you've got. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you've said, I was looking at your Twitter profile here, you, you've played for a selection of clubs in the Highland League from Bucky, Thistle, Denveri Locos, Huntley and Cove Rangers, but really your most successful time is obviously playing for Keith and then obviously going on uh, to manage them. I was just having a look at some stats that you, you sent to me prior to, this, uh, prior to this podcast and you've been at Keith for over 10 seasons, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just having a look at some of your stats. 105 goals in 358 games. You're sixth on the all-time scoring charts for Keith FC, which is a fantastic accomplishment. And one of only nine players to have scored over 100 goals for the club, which is uh, quite extraordinary. Now, a fair number of successes, too, along the way. Yeah, I won, won a few trophies. I played really, really good teams. I was really When I first went in... I was young uh, and we had quite an aging team at the time mm-hmm. and it uh, just a few years for Martin Allen to get his, the younger boys through and get us playing but when we did I would won I would say won at least one trophy every year yeah. or most years until until probably about 2008 mm-hmm. um, we won a battle in 2007 or I think it was in 2004 uh, won a qualifying up which is it's no play, don't play art anymore as well. But, no, I played, I played in some really good, good stuff, really fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when, when you're a part of a team that is so successful, I mean, how easy is it for, for your teammates and everything else to work around it? Because, you know, I, I often think that, it, that a good team is like a good oiled engine. If it's working well, then there's no problems, or very few problems. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think well, Pad, we had um, Darren still playing for us um, all, all the time. We the all the time that I played, and if you were doing something wrong or was, or was any messing about, you would, you would soon know about it. He would, yeah. he would let you know. So like Martin Allen, Dodie, Dodie Simmers, um, kind of easy because uh, still he would still he would control the dressing room for him, lead the team by example when he was on the pitch. It was definitely it was definitely a player that I really looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and tried to get the level, which probably never did, because it's probably one of the best players I've ever football with. But um, oh, it must have, must have been an easy, easy to kind of drop when when Martin Allen did get eventually get the young boys through playing mm-hmm. the regular uh, and the experienced boys that he had. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of um, guys in the dressing room, um, who were the star player? Well, not star players, but in terms of camaraderie, um, who were the guys that were big leaders? Leaders, yeah, we had we had a few big leaders. We had, as I'm saying, with that still with Derek Nicol, who had scored 200 goals for the club, what? and then he went striker to play centre half, and I'm not even joking. He's probably the best centre half I've played football with. What? <laughs> and he was. One of the best strikers in the league for a long time. I think it's only Connie Keith that 
in, in the goal-scoring charts, Ricky. Yeah. As far as, as, far as defensive, he was. He kept her. He kept her. Um, he kept her centre half, Chris Nadu, the team for for a while, and then Mark Perry. Mark was played for Aber. He played for us for a couple of seasons. Yeah. When he left, Chris Nadu kind of got his, his his place back. But no, I would say Derek Nicol was was massive influences in the dressing room. Yeah. And then and then um, you had you had other guys like Dernadji and. Mark Perry. There was there were so many good players. The guy no who you couldn't leave for five minutes. <laughs> he would um he'd be cutting holes in your socks or he'd be cutting holes in your in your sort of shorts when you were <laughs> playing. Yeah. But, um that was just that was just a bit a bit of fun, but no there was there was certainly there were certainly plenty of leaders in our team. And what was training like? Because I, I speak to a lot of people about training um, ex-professionals, and some of it could be quite intensive, could be a lot of tactical stuff. Um, was there? Was it? What was it like for you? No, I wouldn't say there was much tactical stuff. It was just been, been hard. Mondays was for running, so all were running on Monday. Then what was the drop drop stuff, shooting a game? It was always high intensity, um, and, and there was always you, you would. Uh, you would train how you play. Yeah. And I remember Graham Carger it was at the time. Um, he would offer you a fight if, if you were kicking him or uh, you, there was no mess in the boot. Or, um, there was a few guys that took training really serious. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you, I thought you had an addition on to that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's quite that's, uh, interesting to, to know that as well. Um, in terms of the, the players who who are, are participating, um, who, who's the guys that we really need to look out for going forward with the with the current setup? For the, the team that I've just now. Yes. Um, well, we've got we've got quite a lot of young boys coming through at the moment. We've got uh, guys that are just not quite ready. Well, they weren't quite ready last season, uh, and we had a couple of going through the Hopefully, we're hoping that we can get them back again this season. But we've got quite a young side, apart from really Kami uh, Keith, yeah. who's 30, 32. Yeah. He, he was ninth last season. Yeah. And he scored, I think he finished top goal scorer in the league last season. Mm-hmm. Or if he, if he wasn't top, he was a player. So uh, he, <laughs> he'd be a massive lost him. So we've got him. But the younger guys, we've got a young guy called Scott Gray coming through, who's, who's going to be a, a good player. Um, he's 19. We've got a young, another young lad, Keenan Yates, who's, who's going to be a really good player as well. But they, these guys are just needing time to, yes. to, to settle in and, and really get used to their surroundings, Ricky. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Cammy Keith there, and I'm going to have a little bit of a plug here because I actually know his brother Scott because we used to go to university together. Um, so I, I know I know Cammy through Scott. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's an absolute legend of Highland League football. Tell me a bit about him. Yeah, he's he's probably one of the nicest guys in the Highland League. And it kind of frustrates me. Being his manager, he wants to shake the centre's hands and, and be really nice. And I'm like, I'm, I'm the inside of the coin. I'm not fucking. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you kind of take it away from him. He scores goals and yeah. Sorry, there you go. I'm saying yeah, you can't take it away from him. He scores goals and with it, with it, I'm niche for a to be at the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. In terms of the fact that you also had your testimonial um, at the club, and obviously Cammy had his testimony recently, what does it feel like to be re- um, represented like that at club level? Because I just think that would be the greatest of honours. Yeah, I, it is. It's. I was just at Cammy's. Cammy's um, a few weeks well before the before the, the close down the country. 
and obviously his testimonial in the Cleve Brown and Henry is there and it was just a fantastic he really he really got a good a good testimony, really one that he deserved to be mm-hmm. honest. He made a lot of money, um, he, he was Ian Fane, do you know Ian Fane? Yeah. He picked a kid as well, he, he did the comp for him, it was just a really good night. His family, uh, so proud of him because um, aye, it was a great night for him. For myself, I, I got a read, I had read a lot at my dinner, um, I, got, I got exactly what I deserved really, I think personally I got a hundred Look at the dinner and then a game against Aberdeen. Yeah. Took a team up from from Aberdeen and give us a give us a good game on a Tuesday night, which was great of them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I just um, I was just having a look at the league table here before the the coronavirus shutdown, sitting uh, mid table with thirty four points. Where where can Keith aspire to get to? Because obviously, Brora have been the class of the field in the Highland League, uh, not just this season but in previous seasons as well. And you know, some other clubs like Inverurie and Fraserburgh are, are going strong. Is it tough for Keith to to match those aspirations, or where do you see them going forward? Yeah, well, first to the job. I was, I was playing for the Locals and um, I broke my leg a season mm-hmm. coming back from injury and I took the job uh, as a coach at Keith because uh, Mark Skinner and Ewan Rocks as managing at the time were really struggling they were sitting in bottom of the league at the time mm-hmm. and maybe one or two at the most um, and this was coming into January at the time so I went in Actually, no, it was December, and I, and I went in and uh, tried to help them coach them, but in, in the end, they got they got the sack. Mm. And then the chairman actually asked me to go, and there was no money. The, the, the players were due locked. Uh, they're signing on fees. Uh, the, all the boys were pretty much out of contract at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, in 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 the ask, they take on and they see what I can do. So it was a, it was a big ask um, to go in and try and get turn around. Uh, were probably second ball. I'm probably going to finish second. But then we finished fourth ball, which wasn't much better than a couple of days. Um, we managed to get, I think, in the end, in the one season, I managed to get rid of a, like 13 player, taking a few younger guys. Um, and we managed to, I think, finish 14th, 13th mm. or 14th in the second season. Now that's our third season, we've finished ninth. So we're, we're, we're headway, but there's no money. There's like it's like like most clubs in the league, like not a lot of money in the Rudy's or Wolves or or players that get a good turn yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, no, I can understand. So I knew that I wasn't going to be too much money to spend. So we've started up under thirteen, we've started up number an under fifteen with uh Bars and Keith and we've now got the under sevens going and also we've got the twelve and so we're now we've established some continuity coming through the club and getting some players through and, and even if we get one or two or three coming through the club that's more than what we was getting before so yes. at least we want to pay money for, for these guys coming through but we're ninth place finishes it's probably up there as far as we could have finished this season yeah 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 the rest of the clubs yeah probably spend a little bit more than we're spending yeah, no, sure. When you were playing professionally uh, at that level, I should say, Dean, um, who was the best defender or best player that you came up against, or the, the, the your hardest opponent? Uh, I would probably say it'd be Russell McBride. He would just he would just be his face or his feet or anything good in, in it. Um, most of the time, if I went up and frisbee, I would smoke bruises and butt. <laughs> 
years probably three or four now um, really really tough competitors up there as many many teams enjoy going up to play yeah. in yeah, I know Russell well. Uh, Russell was uh, part of the Allen United setup um, for a short while when Stephen Main and his brother Neil were were managers um, at the club, and I know I know Russell well. And if Russell's listening to this, a big shout out to him and a really really fine guy as well. Exactly. It's not you think playing football that you can you really can when you're playing, but you finish and you see all the guys you can. You, you definitely see that there's there's a few nice guys out there like yeah when you were when you were heading towards going into coaching um, I maybe should have asked the seller on did you find that transition from playing into management an easy one no no I found it quite uh, as, I, as I said before I didn't I didn't really want to be a coach or manager that's mm-hmm. something that I really aspired to be now that I'm in it I, I, I really enjoy it but at the time it was something that was really difficult mm-hmm. I, I, I I really keep the the at arms length. I, I try and mingle with them. I'm, I always tell them I'm there to be their mate, yes. to, to be a job for Keith. Um, because I feel them it's been a mate for a long, for a long time. So you know, I, I found it I found it tough, but it, now now I just find that it's just second nature now. Yeah. Do you do you almost have to you do you almost have to play the the cruel to be kind style approach to quote Nick Lowe, the singer? Yeah, you've got you've got to have you've got to have a, a, a bit of to be a, a manager. You've got to be ruthless. Um, as I'm, you, you the players' mates. Mm-hmm. There's there's just no room for it because they'll maybe a storm will and, and play really bad and everything. You know, drop them. Yeah. So you've got to keep them arms length. Only player I would say I don't keep arms length is probably Carmi. Yeah. I played him right. Yeah. Um, and I know what he can do. So he, he generally doesn't get left out of the team, but. The rest of the guys, and, and they're all really nice lads, they're all really good. Yeah, their their attitude's spot on, but I do, I keep them in my arms lines because I, I feel like I've yeah, absolutely. In terms of Highland League uh, venues um, as well as Keith's, um, which venues do you enjoy going to both as a player and as a manager? Uh, well, I love I love my time in the Rogers. Uh, yeah, for a couple of seasons, the kind of the kind of they got me from from. Buck- I just I just love I love the uh, whole setup there. It's, it's uh, a big place to go. They they got me from okay because I was going to retire. And then I only lasted like four months. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't handle tra- training up in Bucky for we travelled an hour and then travelling back an hour and a half and not work just with the, mm-hmm. it just wasn't, just wasn't the lights. I had to, I had to make a decision whether I was going to retire or if someone going to come in and get me. Luckily, in the room, it's ever I'm, I'm so glad I did because it was a, a really, really good experience. Yeah, I'm for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, been playing. Um, you know, a lot of players obviously have suffered some injuries in the past when they've been playing. And um, did you ever have the unfortunate nature of having some inju- uh, some injuries? Yeah, I broke my ankle. I broke my leg. Uh, I, bro- I got to get screws put in my ankle, so I kind of played on and off for a couple of seasons with it, and it was never right to get the screws put in, and then mm. screws taken out because I was a, I was a bone that kind of just fell somewhere else. Uh, and it was really, it probably cost me two years of my career, but apart that, I broke my bone in a training session. Yeah. Um, and also I broke my leg just before I finished. So yeah. I have my fair share. When you have um, a succession of injuries like that, I mean, how tough is it mentally and physically to prepare yourself to make a comeback? Uh, it's, to, uh, the first 
it's it's pretty much when you're doing your training, you're you're really pushing yourself, get yourself fit, and get yourself back in. But when it's a, a leg, an ankle break, it's it's really just down to getting the first tackle in and, and getting your clearing your mind. Yeah. But it's okay. Apart from that, no, it's it's fine. For me, it was it was quite easy because I, I had a lot of drive. I really wanted to get back to playing the team. Usually, the team would be doing well, and I'd be wanting to get back and to help sure. them. So. I was probably, I was probably recovering quicker than, than most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. In in terms of um, you know the way that the Keith are at, at the moment, um, you said that there's not a lot of uh, finances in the league. Um, do you almost have to kind of uh, build from within? You obviously told me about the setups. Is that where you believe that most other Highland League clubs should head in that direction if they do have their money? I think I think most of the teams do. They've got a set up probably like three. Most of them do. Um, for us, I, I can't for loan deals to help us through just now until we do get, because for anyone here, we're going to see the fruits of, of, of what, uh, what you get up for three years yet. Yeah. So it's just basically getting loan deals. I try to get young players yeah. to be working with um, and just try and keep up with that. Yeah. Um, well, God was coming towards the end of our discussion, Dean. I've really enjoyed uh, having our just a chat and, and learning a little bit more about the stuff that you're doing at Keith uh, Football Club and also your other uh, coaching ventures. What does the future hold for you and Keith? What What is the the, the end goals in the next couple of years or so? It would just to, to finish in the top half of the league and also to maybe win a trophy. Um, for, the, for the boys, got on a team to win a trophy. I think it's a massive achievement. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really wish you all the best, and I hope uh, I hope things uh, clear up soon, and you'll be back uh, training uh, and playing matches in due course. Uh, I really wish uh, the guys at Keith all the best, and thanks very much uh, for being a guest on the Campbell's Footballs podcast, Dean. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. No, no worries. Well, listener, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Campbell's Footballs. I hope this podcast was just what the doctor ordered. If you want to listen to previous shows or look out for future shows, follow Campbell's Footballs on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to other podcasts. You can also follow the show on Facebook at Campbell's Footballs. Search for me, StatoG91, or Instagram, or other social media channels. But until then, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the crack and enjoy Campbell's footballs. What a dangerous night!